Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message. Give the Lord a praise if you're glad that he knows your name. Come on, he said, I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. The devil will call you by your problem. But Jesus will call you by your name. Well, let me tell you something. Hell is in trouble today. Because I'm with some people who know who they are in Jesus. Make a little noise if you love the Lord today. If you're ready to learn, shout, I'm ready. Stand for the reading of God's word. Look to Luke 12. Incredible job. Amazing. Pastor John, better be careful leaving like this. We're finding out we, we've got some people that will bring it. Great job, Courtney, and our whole team. I'm teaching on this series called Here on Purpose. I want to tell everybody in this house, you're not here by accident. You're here on purpose. You're not some cosmic coincidence of evolution's lie, but you are here and you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And when you arrived on the scene, you arrived on the scene with an assignment and God's got a plan. How many of you want to walk fully in the plan of God for your life? All right, you by live stream, I'm so happy to have you today. Luke 12, 48, it says, for whomever or to everyone to whom much is given, from him much, somebody say much, much will be required, and to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask more. I want to speak for the next three and a half hours along these lines. I'm going to be like evangelist Nathan Morris. I'm just going to preach for a few minutes right now. But I really am going to drop a revelation in your heart. I want to talk to you today about the pursuit of purpose. Who's ready to find your purpose in God's plan for your life? Slip up your hands. Father, release revelation and anointing and power, revival, resuscitation, recovery, everything that the enemy has tried to rob us from, keep from us and rob from us, that has tried to hold us from our purpose. We are going to march into hell's kitchen and take back our purpose, our joy, and our peace in the name of Jesus. Somebody give the Lord a praise. You can be seated. The Bible says, for whomever much is given of him, much shall be required. Somebody say required. I want to share with you several points today as it relates to the pursuit of your purpose. My great dream and hope for you and for myself is that we walk fully in the purpose of God. I have no interest in, in wasting my time. I have no interest in just surviving. I have no interest in just getting by. There is something inside of me that says this is the moment that I must walk fully into God's plan for my life. How many of you want to pursue God's purpose for your life? I want to share with you several points. Number one, because you're a purpose pursuer, purpose pursuers understand the reality of requirements. The Bible says to whom much is given, much, somebody say much, much shall be required. Now let me just say this to you today in love. The world knows little of requirements today. So many look for everything to be served up on a silver platter. So many people expect something for nothing. We live in a world where so many people feel entitled. But I want you to understand something. Some of you are like me. You, you, didn't, you didn't inherit your money. You didn't inherit your house, your car, everything you've got. You, how many of you say, Pastor, I actually had to go to work for it? Wave at me if it's like that. You see, I want everything the next person has is the mentality of the day. It says, I want everything the next person has, but I don't want to be required to do anything to get it. I want a diploma, but don't make me study. I want the grade, but don't make me pass the test. Isn't it something when students get mad at teachers because teachers actually expect them to study and come to the classroom prepared and ready to take the test, and then the students are tripping because you don't give them a free pass. Let me tell you, this world ain't going to give you a free pass. You're just well to know you got to study and prepare. 
We live in a time when people want the job, they want the promotion, give me the money, but then they want to lay in bed and sleep overtime and come in late and take an extra 30 minutes on lunch and then leave early and then wonder why they're not getting a promotion. The devil is a liar. They want all the recognition, but they don't want to put any of the effort in. They want all the stuff, but this is not the reality. The reality is if you want something, you got to do something. Okay, I got about half y'all with me. Some of y'all better fasten your seatbelts because I'm not going to ease into this. I'm going all the way in. That's why we sang all the way in. But the truth is, y'all, you don't luck up into fulfilling your purpose. You don't luck up into fulfilling your assignment or achieving greatness. You must understand that accompanying your purpose, there's going to be something called requirements. <laughs> now, listen, the Psalms 118.24 says this. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Now, if you've been in church a long time like me, you remember singing the song. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made. That, that was like the first praise song that ever came out. That the Lord has made. And we started singing it. And people said, man, you singing songs that are not in the hymn book, you're going to go to hell. Only the Lord, you got to sing the same stuff that Peter sang. It's Peter singing out the hymn book. The devil is a liar, y'all. Peter didn't sing out the hymn book. But this text says, this is the day that the Lord hath made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Watch this. The word day there is not just 24 hours. If you define the word day there, it literally means the required season. God said, where I'm leading you in, this day that you're living in, there are requirements attached to this day. If you're going to walk fully, totally, and completely in what I have for you, there are some requirements that you will have to achieve in this season. There's some things that you're going to need to do. Listen, God is requiring some things of you and he's requiring some things of me. Years ago, we sang the song, It's a New Season and I believe it is. And I believe it's my season and I believe it's your season. Somebody put your hand on your chest and say, it's my season. But I want you to understand this, precious. Along the way, in your season, there will be requirements. There will be things that you have to do that you don't necessarily want to do. But still, if you're going to achieve the totality of your purpose, you're going to have to do it in the name of the Lord. This church is in a required season. Our ministry is in a required season. We're not going to Palm Coast because we want to go up there and hang out. We're not coming into Palm Coast just to go in there and just start another work. We are going into Palm Coast to start a movement. Hallelujah. We're going into Palm Coast to take over for the glory of God. I'm not saying that there's not other churches there, but we ain't going there to play. We're going there to release revival, recovery, and restoration because this is our season. And, and this is our moment. Hear me. Let me say it like this. We are living in a this and a that season. What does that mean? That means if you want this, you got to do that. How many people want this, but they don't want to do that? Let me tell you something. If you want his presence, you got to worship. That means you can't come to church and just sit there and get mad at everybody else who's being loud and proud around you and making noise around you, getting all upset and your backside getting tight and you getting mad saying, if she don't, if she, she's at my last nerve, I'll never sit here again. If she swings that weave in my face one more time, I'm going to snatch it off in the name of Jesus Christ. But the truth is you can't be tripping out when people around you worship because you don't know the desperation that lives in their soul and the breakthrough that they need. Some of y'all saying, I wish he wouldn't act like that. I wish he wouldn't act like that. The truth is, if God had done for you what he did for him, you might be acting that way too. If you want his presence, you got to worship. It's a this and a that season. If you want his blessings, then you got to tithe and give. Don't get mad at people who give and see provision manifested in their life. If you want God's favor, you got to ask for it. If you want promotion, you got to go to work. W-O-R-K, you got to show up on time. Let me help somebody. I said you got to show up on time. And then you got to work while you're there and not be on Facebook 
preach Pastor Rayleigh. I'm preaching better than you're letting on. You want promotion? You want more money? You want a job? You got to work. You want a degree? Young person, you got to study. Oh, preach pastor. Come on, help me out. I'm helping some parent out. If you want, if you want to graduate, you got to study. You can't stand in front of the classroom and say, Lord, I was at young adults last night. Hallelujah. I was out with my friends last night and we did talk about Jesus. So now I'm going to put this notebook on my head and I want you to supernaturally make a download in my head. God ain't going to do that. Why? Because the Lord will not do for you what you can do for yourself. Listen, lady, you want a husband? Stop giving yourself away for free. You trading a booty call for a holy call. Come on, somebody. Stop giving yourself away for free. Sir, you want a wife? Stop sleeping around and trying to be a stud and come in here and live right. And I'm telling you, there might be a direct connect in the name of Jesus Christ and two good people who are pursuing God's purpose might get together. There are some requirements. The Bible said, to whom much is given, much shall be required. Required literally means this, to seek after, to pursue, to crave. Get a hold of that reality. To really accomplish your assignment, you're going to have to get hungry for it. You're going to have to pursue it. You're going to have to want it. To, put, to achieve your purpose, you're going to have to say, God, I want it. i got to have it. I'm craving it. I'm pursuing it. I want to get after it. You see, you need to raise your level of expectation. It's time to begin to expect God to move. The word expected means something to live for, something to long for. It's your purpose. Listen to me. Even when times are tough, you need to expect things to get better. You need to start expecting things to change. When you start doing your part, Expect things to get better. See, everybody in this room is pregnant with the next season. Everybody in this house, you're sitting here and, 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 and you're pregnant. Don't push your neighbor and say you're pregnant because somebody might get slapped if you say that. But the truth is, spiritually, you are pregnant. You are pregnant with the next season. So the question is not are you pregnant. The question is who is your baby's daddy? Preach to me, Pastor Rayleigh. I said, who put that thing inside of you? Are you expecting doubt, defeat? Are you expecting to go down? Are you expecting for things to get worse? Or is there something inside of you? David said, my expectation is from the Lord. David said, God, you put this inside of me. You put something in me that said it will get better. You put something in me that said I will know my purpose. You put a giant killing expectancy in me. You put a next level expectancy in me. Some of y'all right now in the name of Jesus need to begin to expect God to do a great thing in your life. Get an expectation that raises high to the level that your God is calling you to. Give him a praise if you're ready to raise your level, level of expectation. So number one, purpose pursuers understand the reality of requirements, but number two, purpose pursuers understand their need for God. Push your neighbor and say, I need the Lord. Yeah, this is not puppy love. This is not something I can do without. I've got to have the Lord in my life. The Bible said, and it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, and his yoke shall be from off your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed, and the burden will be lifted. Watch this. Because of the anointing. Uh, King James Version said anointing. This translation says anointing oil, but because of the anointing. The word because there, it means in the face of. It means in the presence of your anointing. See, the truth is, without God, you're a mess, and so am I. And here's what you've got to understand. You will not achieve supernatural results without calling on a supernatural source. There is something inside of me that wants to live beyond my natural realm. There is something inside of me, and even at 55 years old, after I've been preaching this thing for 35 years, I know what to do. I know how to plan. I know how to prepare. I know how to motivate people to give and motivate people to worship and motivate people to serve. The Lord has been good to me. I've studied. I've prepared. I've learned that. But then there is something that I need in my life 
life that is not man contrived, man delivered, or man, or the source is not man made. There is something in my life called supernatural. I want the supernatural hand of God to manifest what I cannot manifest in my life. Understand me today, when you really start pursuing your purpose, you will grasp the source of the greatness. The next great thing that God is calling you to do, you won't be able to do it on your own. It will be beyond you. And when we realize that God, you're calling me to great purpose, so I'm going to have to rely on a great God. Your assignment and your purpose, watch this, it's too much for you. I know this is not what you want to hear, but in your own flesh, your assignment and your purpose is too much for you. But in the face of your anointing, in that day the yoke will be destroyed and the burden will be lifted because of the anointing, on account of, in the face of, in the presence of your anointing. See, your purpose is great, so your anointing has got to be great. And in the, in the face of your anointing, I'm telling you, your purpose will come to pass. Maybe you You've got a problem. Maybe you're dealing with some problems, but let me tell you, part of your assignment is the problem. You wouldn't have an assignment without a problem. So what does God do? He calls you to a problem. So your problem is actually the, the, the opportunity for you to fulfill your purpose. The enemy wants to make you think that your problem is sent to defeat you. But your problem is sent to you so the anointing of God can come on you. And then you overcome that problem and you're able to say, look what the Lord has done. It happened by the anointing. Give God a praise in here. Here's what it is. It's time to introduce your problem to your anointing. Tell your neighbor, say, introduce your problem to your anointing. Yeah, yeah, introduce your sickness to your anointing. Introduce your struggle to your anointing. Introduce that addiction to your anointing. Introduce your problem to your anointing, and your problem will not hinder your purpose. Whatever your assignment is in the stages of life, See, we're all in different stages of life. I'm old enough now where I've been in different stages. When Donna and I got married, I was in my 20s. She was in her late teens. We was young, y'all. And we've lived through different stages. But God has been good to us. And understand me, whatever your assignment is during the stages of life, it will require a continuous stream of supernatural interventions from God. Whatever your assignment, listen to me, whatever your assignment is in life, whatever your purpose is, it will require a continuous stream of supernatural interventions from God and from miracles from the Lord. God has made it to be so. Why, Pastor? He wants to keep you addicted to him. He wants to keep you dependent on his presence. God designed you to desire him. He puts it beyond you. He puts it where you can't quite accomplish it. Because if you can do it yourself, then you don't need God. So God puts you in a situation where you can't do it, you can't achieve it, you can't shift it, you can't manifest it, you can't change it, it, you can't get it done. He puts it beyond you because, see, if you don't need God, really, if you don't need God, then you're not fulfilling your assignment from God because God's not going to give you an assignment that you can do without him. Your purpose, your assignment will require more than you possess. It's going to require more money than you possess, more skill than you possess, more talent than you possess, more ability than you possess, more resources than you possess, more knowledge than you possess, more influence than you possess, more connections than you possess. Why? Because God wants to be your provider. He wants to show up in your inability with his ability. He wants to show up with your not enough with his more than enough. And he wants to create a dependency on him so that when the miracle manifests you won't strut around and say I did it all by myself you won't walk around with the big head, but you will say, had it not been for the Lord who was on my side, I would not have made it. There are a people that will rise up in the last days and they will say, God, don't let me be limited by my own ability, but let there be an anointing that will come on me, that will usher me into the supernatural. Somebody give God praise if that's the purpose you want. Hallelujah. Listen, have you ever evaluated your circumstances surrounding your assignment and you knew that if God didn't move, it wasn't going to happen? 
that's when we know, man, that's our assignment. Because when it manifests, only God will get the glory. What's the promise of the Lord? Philippians 4:19. But my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Supply. That means he shall fully fulfill every promise. Fully fulfill it with nothing lacking. Tell your neighbor, God will take care of it. God will take care of it. He's El Shaddai. He's not just enough. He's more than enough. Number three, purpose pursuers understand they need others. Watch this. John Don said, no man is an island. If you think you can do it by yourself, you know, I'm an island. Baby, you fantasy island. My name is not Mr. Rourke and John is not Tattoo. Come on, this is not Fantasy Island. God will design it in such a way where he will, he will require you to need others. That's why you need to develop grace and patience and kindness towards others. The Bible said in Matthew 8, 18, 19, again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them of my Father which is in heaven. In other words, you're going to need somebody. That means you got to be nice. Preach, Pastor Really, I'm helping somebody on your row. Look down the row and see if you can figure out who I can help. Yeah, yeah, listen. You got to learn to be nice. You can't be a rascal. You can't be difficult. You can't be running your mouth all the time. Tell everybody what you think. Ooh, it's quiet in here. Because people get on your nerves, but you still can't be crazy. People get on my nerves. I've been traveling nonstop. I've been in cold weather. Oh, my Lord. Baltimore, Ocean City, eight degrees. The devil is a liar. I don't even, I, how do you even feel the anointing in that kind of weather? Snowing and carrying. I was in Indianapolis. I'm going to Rochester. So I'm on and off of planes all the time. And I've got about a million, I've got actually more than a million miles with Delta because I've spent some of them. So don't trip out. I'm almost always upgraded. So when you come down the aisle and you see Pastor there, don't be tripping and say, look at Pastor. He's all up here in first class. You ought to be saying, praise God. The Lord's working for Pastor. He's a big guy. I, I'm glad he don't have to sit back there. Come on, somebody. But the truth is, I've been, I, I travel all the time. I'm in planes every week. And so yesterday, I'm getting on a plane coming out of Indianapolis. It's early in the morning. It's early and cold. It's not just cold. It's early cold. The, the worst cold is the early cold because you ain't even prepared for it. And I'm sitting there on a plane, and I'm so tired. I've been preaching the night before, and I, and I just sat down on the plane, and I eased my seat back. And there is an old man behind me reading a paper. He goes, Ugh rude and starts fussing and I had my earphones and I was acting like I couldn't hear him and he was hitting the back of my seat and carrying on man let me tell you I I jumped up out of my seat I jumped back there I slapped that joker upside the head I shook him in that seat I said if you touch my seat again I'm gonna knock you out no I didn't do that in my heart I did it Y'all all spiritual up in here. In my heart, I knocked the toupee right off of his head. But you know what? I had to sit there and realize that I cannot let somebody who is sitting here reading the paper, who is grouchy in a way, sitting by his grouchy wife, affect me because my destiny and my purpose is greater than this. Though this man may be grouchy, he is not necessary for my purpose. So I'm not going to come down off of my purpose wall and get down there in the gutter with you because God's got a plan for my life and God's going to bring the right people to me. Somebody better give God praise. When they come to you, you'll know it. I bet you that guy is a lonely guy because his wife told the guy off sitting by me. They, I, I thought, Lord, have mercy. Y'all, y'all, I, I need to give an altar call right here. But the Bible said, again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. The word agree is a word that means in harmony to strike a chord. Now, now listen, sometimes your relationships seem like this. Just no harmony. Have you ever had seeds? Come on, let it, let it just ride bad. 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's getting worse. And it seems like our relationships are like that. And that keeps us limited. But when we learn to be in harmony, when our life begins to harmonize with the Lord and with the people around us, that's when our purpose is being fulfilled. I release over your life critical relationships that's going to take you and your ministry and your business and your life and your family to the next level. People that you will get in harmony with and you will do the significant for the glory of God. Somebody give God praise. Watch this, we can't accomplish our assignment without being a team player. We must help someone else become great to become great ourselves. Did you get that? You gotta help somebody else become great if you wanna be great yourself and we must love one another and not compete. Your assignment and your purpose will be woven into and through the lives of others. So handle people with care. The Bible said in Ecclesiastes 4.9, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. Good reward means that I do okay by myself, but I do my best with others. Now, that means we earn the best wage together. I do okay by myself, but I, I do my very best with the help of others. Hear me, precious. You will never achieve your potential. You will never complete your assignment without the help of others. Number four, purpose pursuers understand the need for boldness. The Bible said, wherefore, Paul writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you or through you by the laying on of my hands. Verse 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. Here Paul is writing a letter to his young protege, his young son Timothy. Timothy at this moment is the bishop in Ephesus. He's probably in his late teens or early 20s. He's leading a church full of people that are older than him. He's leading a church full of people that he felt inadequate to lead. So Paul writes him, Paul, this premier preacher, this premier persuader, mentor, coach, and man of power. This man, Paul, who studied at the feet of Gamaliel, the leading lawyer, and debater of the day wrote his young son Timothy in the Lord and said Timothy I want to remind you of the time when I laid my hands on you and you were stirred up he said it's time for you to get stirred up again see some of you have lost grasp and lost grip of what God has for your life but it's time for you to get stirred up again get stirred up about your next season get stirred up about the salvation of your children get stirred up about about your business hear me get stirred up some people never capture the essence of their purpose because they never get stirred up about it you get stirred up about credit cards yep you know I went to I've been going to Calvary for two months and the pastor has never shaken my hand my Lord how mercy he runs right back there right back to guest central and he shakes everybody's hands but mine you've been going to Calvary for two months you've never come to guest central so I've never shaken your hand what is the answer come to guest central I'll shake your hand and hug your neck hallelujah here's the truth pastor didn't shake my hand everybody put your hand out like this Okay, everybody shake your hand. You can go home today saying, I shook hands with the pastor at church. While he was shaking hands, I shook hands too. See, don't major in the minors, baby. God's got a big plan for your life. Hallelujah. You didn't come here today for me just to shake your hand. You came here today for me to shake your world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And sometimes it's going to be crowded. Get used to it because there's a hungry world that we're dealing with. Amen, somebody. See, here's the deal. God's assignment and purpose for your life will force your greatest gifts and talents to emerge. God allows you to go through trouble. God allows you to go through situations so he can get all that's in you out of you. So your trouble, you think it's to assassinate your assignment, but your trouble comes just to show you that there's more in you than you thought there was. 
He will allow you seasons where you can't sleep at night. He will allow you seasons where you can say, man, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't know if I can accomplish this. This assignment seems too great. I can't tell you how many times in my life in these years of ministry that I would lay awake at night and I thought, man, I can't do this anymore. I don't have anything else left. But then I realized that he put more in me than I thought he did. There was more there than I thought there was. Here's what the devil doesn't want you to know. There's not one thing that you face that God hasn't given you the power and the ability to overcome it and see his plan come to pass in your life. Don't you dare be overwhelmed. Don't you dare let the season outmatch the God that is in you and the purpose that is in you. I dare you right now, give God a praise if you believe everything you need is in you. Push three or four people and say, it's in you. Listen, I've had some battles, I've had some fights, I've had some resistance, I've had some issues. Baby, I could tell you things that have gone on here that if you have hair, it'll make it stand up on your head. But I want you to understand something today. I look back across my life and I realize the very things that the devil thought he would kill me over and separate me from my purpose and keep me from God's plan and make me defeated and delayed. It's been the thing that has made me who I am today. There was more in me than I thought there was. I'm not the same man I was when I was 30 because I found some stuff in my 40s and in my 50s that my trouble showed. Your trouble is about to show you what God put inside of you. You're coming through it. Give God a shout. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Some of you are convinced that you can't do it, but I want to tell you, you can and you will. Throw up your hands and say, I can and I will. Do it again, say, I can and I will. Do it again, say, I can and I will. Now give God glory like you believe he's pushing you the, into the next season and he's pushing the greatness out of you. Number five, purpose pursuers embrace every season of preparation. What does that mean? That means you got to be prepared. God's not going to give you what you want necessarily. He's going to give you what you prepare for. Paul told Timothy, he said, here you are, Timothy. Stir yourself up, but here's what else you got to do. Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, here's the deal. I look back on my life. Now, I'm 55 years old, and I ain't got tired yet. Come on, I, I got a lot of purpose in me. I got a lot of devils I'm gonna kill. I got a lot of demons I'm gonna bind. I got a lot of word I'm gonna preach. Come on, somebody. But here's, the, here's what you gotta understand. I went through seasons of preparation that I didn't necessarily like. I remember when we were in Tampa for 10 years and I didn't even have an office. I had a table like you, the table you sit at at family reunion, the square table, come on, that's got half of it's broke and barely, yeah, that's the kind of table I sat in the fellowship hall. We didn't have Google. I couldn't Google the word. I couldn't Google and find a good message. I, the Google was me. I was Google. And I'd have 10 books, you remember, baby? Spread out, I'd have my Strong's Greek and Hebrew, my Matthew Henry. I'd have all these books out there, man. I was doing everything I could to get ready. You know, some of us, when we went to college, we didn't, we didn't have spark notes. We had to go to the library. We had to open up and pick through it and then go find the book and actually find the information and then our teachers would die you cannot be plagiarizing up in here that I didn't realize it back then some of y'all I'm, I'm just speaking a foreign language you can't even believe it because you always had cable TV I had three channels growing up you said what was the remote control me get up and turn it to channel six channel nine or channel two 
too loud. Jim, go turn the TV. I didn't even get to watch what I wanted. I was just blessed to even get to stay in the room. That's how it was when I was growing up. I want to watch, no, we watching this, and my mama watched soap operas. Isn't that crazy? She wouldn't let me go to the movies and see even a Disney movie. She'd sit in there and watch as the world turns and the edge of night and the guiding light. The devil is a liar. There's no light to guide you in the edge of night and sitting on the edge of night without a guiding light trying to search for tomorrow and then getting caught in a secret storm. Sure as the world turns, your life will be just another soap opera if you ain't careful. Come on. Well, that's good. Isn't it? I like that right there. Some of y'all grew up like that. But let me tell you, I grew up in a season of preparation, and every season is different. Maybe you got Google, but you still got to prepare. Maybe you got you, maybe you've got a computer, but you still got to prepare. And young person, do not despise the days of preparation because preparation is getting you ready. Write this down. Preparation is time well spent. I need to tell somebody where you are is not where you're going. Give God a praise that as you prepare, He's getting you ready study to show yourself approved Timothy pleasing and acceptable let me just say this he said Timothy you got to do something see the act of study speaks of preparing it means that you're taking your next season seriously God does not approve laziness he approves preparedness so preparedness is not preparation is not a waste of time and I close with this purpose pursuers understand that they need to refuse to be defeated because of the blemishes of their past now I purposefully have come in the last couple of weeks we had such a month of fiery shouting God's anointing my basket God's you know my 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 year of birthing it's a year to see the snake in the grass and y'all were swinging on the catwalks and running and shouting but sometimes you just gotta listen so you can grow and the Lord said teach this month talk to my people about their purpose and hear me in this place, purpose pursuers understand that they need not to refuse. They need to refuse to be defeated because of the blemishes of their past. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, get over it and get on with it. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Paul told Timothy, Timothy said, I can't. Timothy was a mama's boy. If you really study the life of Timothy, Timothy was Timothy the timid in those days and so he feels inadequate maybe he talks about the issues of his past and Paul tells Timothy he said son I thank my I thank Christ Jesus our Lord verse 12 chapter 1 who had enabled me for he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry and I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, that he enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Verse 13, he said, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy. And he said in verse 14, and the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which is in Christ Jesus if anybody struggled Paul did Paul said I was a blasphemer I spoke evil of God and evil of God's grace through Christ he said I was a persecutor I caused suffering to the church I afflicted folk he said I was injurious he said I was full of pride he said but I obtained mercy See, here's why the devil doesn't want you to know your past has no power over your purpose. Paul said, I was a mess, but I obtained mercy. 
One of the things the enemy wants to convince you of today is that your past is going to mess up your purpose, but I need somebody who obtained mercy to thank God right now, and you know you're only here because you obtained mercy. Come on, stand to your feet. If you know I'm not here because I'm all that, I'm not here because I'm so gifted or smarter because I have a past that has not been less than perfect. I'm here today because I obtain mercy. If you obtain mercy, I want you to give God a praise in here. The truth is what's gone is gone. Let it go. Stop being stirred up about what went wrong or what you did. Man, you wouldn't believe the blemishes in my past. I remember when I was trying to get right with God, I'd gotten involved in drugs. I got involved in immoral lifestyle, and I was just didn't care much about anything. And then one night, I came to the Lord my life was such a mess and I thought if I don't if I don't do something I'm, I'm gonna be in a really 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 terrible situation and I was so ashamed and I remember kneeling on a Friday night I don't know who preached I don't know what they said <clears throat> and I just cried and cried and I said Lord I just want to serve you I'd grown up poor, I'd gotten bitter about the ministry, but I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do, just forgive me. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to make any deals with you. I'm a mess, forgive me. And I cried and cried and cried, and I got up from that altar. There were relationships that I was connected to, and I broke them. There were things that I had been involved in. I changed my circle of friends. And I remember one well-meaning deacon's wife. She was deacon-possessed. Come on, somebody. She came up to me and knew personally my struggles. And she said, now, Jim, they called me Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, listen, if you can just live for the Lord, that'll be enough. Don't expect nothing great. You don't have to do anything important. You don't even, you're not even going to be, you don't even need to be nothing important. You just live for the Lord. If you can do that, that'll be enough. Don't expect anything big. And she was kind of telling me that I had too many issues. You know, I come from abuse. I come from struggle. Some of it was done to me and some of it I did to myself. And she was kind of telling me, you know, you got so much baggage, just be glad you're saved. You can't never really do nothing now, but at least you're saved. I remember standing there trying to be respectful and I thought Lord I haven't come out of where I've come out of just to be saved I, I hadn't left behind what I left behind crawled out of the pit I crawled out of and I would have somebody who should have loved me look at me day in and day out and say you're sorry You'll never amount to anything. I can't wait till you're out of here. So you know what? You get told you're sorry long enough, you start believing it. So I started acting sorry, behaving sorry, doing sorry. But that Friday night, man, when I came to Jesus, whew, I said, Lord, I'll do whatever you want me to do. I'll be 
whoever you want me to be. And that very next Sunday, that lady came to me and told me all that. Well, God bless you, sister. How do you like me now? Hallelujah. I don't say that in pride. Whew. But I say that in thankfulness. I'm trying to tell you that the blemishes of your past cannot hold you from the blessings of your future. You say, Pastor, I got failures. I got, I got, I got issues. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole? Nothing. Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise towards you as men count slackness but he is faithful with heads bowed and eyes closed maybe you're here today and you know that there's greatness in you but you say pastor there's things there's blemishes in my past that keep me from that greatness that God has called me to there's purpose in me and I want to pursue that purpose, but there's things I ought to get under the blood today. So when you pray, Pastor Rayleigh, pray for me. When I count to three, if you're not where you need to be, raise your hands. Are you ready? Pray for me, Pastor. One, I got some things you ought to get under the blood, Pastor. Two, since you're praying anyway, pray for me, Pastor. Three, slip that hand up. Hold it up. So just remember me when you pray. Hands in every section. Hands in every section are being raised. Hallelujah. Come on, if you need to raise your hand, hold it up right now. I, 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 want to get, I want to get it all under the blood. I want to get my past under the blood. I want to get sin under the blood. I'm going to lend you five more seconds. Five, if you need to raise your hands, raise it now. Four, three, two, one. If you raise that hand up, hold it up now. Just keep it up. Somebody next to you has their hand up. I want you to move back, and I want you to make a way for them to come to the front. And I'm going to pray with every person that raised their hands. Don't you miss this moment. I promise you, you won't come by yourself. If you raised your hand, come up here and let's start a new beginning. Let's get beyond our past. Come on. Come on. Oh, precious is the flow. I bet you if you clap, they'll come. I bet dozens will come today. I bet dozens will come today. I bet dozens will come today. Watch this. Watch the Lord. Watch the Lord. I said, watch the Lord. Watch the Lord. Look at him. 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 Hey, hey, look at him. It's time for you to have a new beginning. It's time for you to move beyond your past. You still have a purpose. If you need to come, come now. Hallelujah. No other fountain. still coming. If you need to slip out of your seat, come on and sing everybody. Oh, if you need to come, young person, you come right now. Let's get right with God. Let's leave today knowing we're, we're where we need to be with the Lord. Jesus.
take your hand and place it on your heart right now everybody standing in the front do the same pray this prayer after me loud and strong pray heavenly father in jesus name i'm so glad that my blemishes from my past don't keep me from my purpose as long as i place them under the blood forgive me for all my sins Give me a new start. Give me a new beginning. Whatever has come and gone is behind me. My best days are in front of me. And I decree and declare, I'll never be the same again. 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 Same again. If you believe it, give the Lord a great big praise. Come on. Now, nobody move for a moment. I want everybody that just prayed that prayer, I want you to come over here and meet me in the chapel. I have a little something for you. Clap for all these dozens of people that came forward today. Come on, y'all make a little noise. This is awesome. All these young people, all these moms and dads, I want you to cheer. I want you to do what heaven's doing right now. Come on, this is just a regular Sunday. I preached a discipleship message but look at the dozens of people that found new life in Jesus. I want you to cheer, Calvary, like this is a big deal. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Somebody's going to heaven now. This is a big deal. Somebody found Jesus. This is a big deal. Glory to God, tell three or four people, this is a big deal, this is a big deal. All right, stay right where you are. Two things, number one, don't forget February the 22nd. We're gonna do our live uh, CD, DVD project, record, eight track tape, cassette tape, whatever it is, it's live, hallelujah. And then on top of that, Pastor Christian, Pastor Anderson is gonna come close us in prayer. If you're visiting with us, Come see me in the back. I really do want to shake your hand and hug your neck. We have cookies back there. I'm not allowed to eat any of them, but I'd love to watch you eat one. All right, give Anderson a God bless you as he comes. Hi, this is Jessica McCoy with Calvary Christian Center. Thank you so much for listening. We pray that this message encourages and inspires you to be everything God has created you to be. We hope you enjoyed this message.